0: My name is Wezi Kumwenda, I am currently working full time in the banking industry and when I'm not working in my free time, I like to work on my business. If I'm not doing that, then I like to read, work out, spend time with loved ones and in terms of family, I'm the first born and I have one younger brother and one younger sister.
1: Please
0: tell us about your business. So my business is a beauty brand. I try not to box it up too much because I'm still trying to venture out into different areas of beauty. But it's a business I started as a hobby in 2016. And then somewhere along the line, I decided to formalize it. So I started it when when I had like my first corporate job and I wasn't really enjoying the job at the time. So I also had makeup as a hobby then. So it was kind of like an escape for me from the day-to-day stress. And then eventually I was like, huh, why don't I try to make money from this hobby? So did you start um doing makeup for other people offering makeup services or you just just branched into um, selling products yes so I started doing makeup for for friends and family family. initially it was for free but they said though they would encourage me to say no you should charge people for this because you're really good Mm -hmm. so that's how I'd spend my weekends doing makeup for friends that would go to weddings or engagements or once in a while I'd have a bride or yeah or somebody that was attending a big event and they just wanted their makeup done or for a photo shoot okay great um, well, how did you obtain your capital for instance um, the makeup products that you are using on your friends your brushes and the like how did you get your capital to to start off so the capital for getting the products to do the makeup was done by myself so a bit of my salary would go towards that so every month i'd buy a little bit more that went towards my kit so this month i'd buy maybe five different shades of foundation then the next month i would Five different five shades of different lipstick, lipstick uh, so on and, and so, so, forth.
1: so on and forth. So just to dive deeper into your business, you're saying it's a beauty brand. Um, do you make um other stuff rather than about makeup people? What else does the beauty brand do?
0: So the beauty brand essentially has pivoted quite a lot over the years. Um, From the outside looking in, it looks like I'm doing the same thing but um, because there's so many different avenues in beauty, I've had to change according to what customers responded well to. So initially I started selling um, like toiletry bags and makeup brush bags. And then eventually people would ask to say, okay, we need brushes for these bags. And then I would start selling brushes. And then they would ask me, oh, do you sell beauty sponges? And I said, no. And then I would add that onto the catalog. And then people would ask for eyelashes and glue. Slowly, slowly, that's how I've kind of changed from actually doing makeup on people to providing the tools that they would be using.
1: Was a bit of a pandemic, and I understand um, quite a few people were re- hit really bad because obviously people couldn't attend functions. How was that for you?
0: That was pretty hard. I think the past two years, especially in the first year of the pandemic, has been the lowest for me in terms of sales. It was so low, in fact, that I wasn't getting enough customers to do makeup. And that was quite a big source of revenue for me. So then I had to decide, okay, if I'm not getting customers in terms of revenue, I need to think of focusing on the products that I'm actually selling. Another thing about doing makeup for people is a safety issue. So when you're doing somebody's face, you're actually very intimate. So that's a very easy way to catch COVID or to pass COVID on. So out of fear and the safety of my customers, I just stopped doing makeup altogether and decided on focusing on selling the product. Okay.
1: And now business has picked up again. We're slowly
0: sort of trying to transition to living within the pandemic really. Yeah, thank goodness. Things are slowly starting to get to normal.
1: And I also understand you've got a job how, how do you balance that out, you know, your full-time job and business?
0: It's hard, hey? <laughs> it's, it's really, really hard. Because I do enjoy my full-time job. And I try to pour myself as much as I can into that job. But it can be very tiring.
1: Right.
0: So in my free time, Yeah, sorry, I was, I interrupted you. No, no, go on. Okay, so in my free time, that's essentially from 5pm for the rest of the night, I have to maintain my energy to focus on the business. On weekends, I have to try balance my other life outside the business with the business so sometimes i do find myself spending maybe a whole weekend saturday sunday just in my house just focusing on my business trying to catch up on what i missed out on during the week which which is not always healthy because you do need to find the balance but that that's the reality of it
1: do you have any other employees Just
0: as of now it's a one-man band. I do hire um, part-time interns that help me with the social media but I don't have them full-time as of yet. So right now you rely mainly on social media to advertise your business isn't it? Yes, 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 it's yes. because everything to do with beauty is quite visual. Visual.
1: Yes, yes, my potential customers
0: need to see how good these products can look.
1: And have your customers been growing? Like what's what's your growth like for your business? Um, and you know, what are your sort of goals for the business? If you say A year from now or five years from now, what do you hope to achieve?
0: The growth has been quite good especially since picking up after the pandemic to the point where I am now found in three retailers in Blantyre. Wow, that's great. Yeah, yeah. so these are small boutiques that are happy to... or customers have asked for products that I provide. So I'm looking to expand into the long way. And maybe in a year's time in Available in South Africa, or Zambia, Tanzania, just to be international.
1: Oh, you forgot to mention Zimbabwe. <laughs>
0: Zimbabwe as well. <laughs> Definitely Zimbabwe.
1: <laughs> no, but um, you know, this month um, we've actually just been putting a faculty breaking the bias. And how does that impact you, or what are your thoughts towards that thing?
0: Yeah, this Women's Month has been quite insightful. I've, I've been watching a lot of um, events and speeches centered around the Break the Bias hashtag. And what it means for me is we need to actively acknowledge the bias uh, that plays against women. We have to accept it and deliberately combat it. And it starts with ourselves as women. We have to unlearn the, the toxic mentalities that have kind of been ingrained with us growing up um, because of what society places on, places on us as women. So I'll give maybe a very shallow example to say, a woman's role is in the kitchen, which is not always the case. Some women do love cooking, but some women like to be out in the field. We have to acknowledge a bias such as that and challenge it, and be open about women can do pretty much whatever men can do.
1: And on that, like, what, what do you reckon it's like? Um, you working in business, how are other women sort of supportive towards your business, or even in your corporate culture? Um, how is it for you to climb that corporate ladder as a woman, or other women executives in your organisation?
0: I think I'll start with the corporate environment. Um, Banking has stereotypically been a male-dominated industry, but I've been fortunate to see a lot of women in some high positions. And just seeing a woman in that position has kind of encouraged me to say, if she can do it, I can do it as well. Even though once in a while you come across a man that will not take you seriously, or you because you're a woman, or because I'm quite young to be in that industry and the level that I am. But you shouldn't let something like that deter you. In fact, it should challenge you to prove them wrong, to say, no, I deserve to be here. I've worked hard enough to be here. and I'm been, And I'm more than willing to do my best to fulfill my job. And in terms of my business, I don't think my business would be where it is if it wasn't for women. So collaborating and networking with other makeup artists has kind of fueled my growth as well. So what I like to do is I like to reach out to other makeup artists to trial my products because they would really know how well a product would work so I could give them a brush to say, oh, please try this with your customers and give me feedback on how it performs. And if it, even if it's good or bad, please let me know and I can go back to the drawing board and try to do a new design for it. And so many makeup artists have given me so much fee- feedback. They've cooperated and they've just kind of given me insights. Since I stopped doing makeup a while ago, I kind of rely on them to just keep me in the loop with what's trending in the makeup artist industry.
1: Oh. And just um, the pay gaps. Um, I don't know if you guys discussed with the male counterparts but um, I know there's a lot of women that actually really get shocked when they see they pay, when they talk about they pay or as so to pay fellow male counterparts. How's that been for you in terms of the pay gap as well?
0: Yeah, the payment gap is quite a sensitive topic. I know it's something that's quite taboo to be discussed about, but I don't believe it should be because everybody gets a salary. And if you don't discuss these things, it's difficult to measure yourself and see what you really deserve. So there have been instances where I've faced where um, some people don't believe I should be getting this type of salary or some people are getting a really high salary but then essentially we're more or less doing the same job but at the end of the day you have to look out for yourself and you shouldn't dwell on what other people are making in terms of money you just have to try build yourself up as much as you can figure out what your worth is and go to where you know your, wealth will be, your worth will be recognized. Yeah. It's actually interesting
1: yeah. because I'm in this group um, of Australia. I mean, they live, ladies living in Australia. And you know, one person actually commented that um, for the job she's getting, they've actually advertised, um, and that post at 10,000 more than what she's currently earning. So she's now asking his sisters, how do I address that with HR? You know, and I found that to be quite interesting. That, yeah, still sort of fighting that bias, actually.
0: Yeah, Yeah. it's it's a long battle. battle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I believe eventually I think we should be okay, but we have to keep challenging it. We can't keep quiet about it. Yes, and I think raising our voices, for instance, she can actually have, she really has to speak to HR about it. Yeah. Because
1: it's yeah. a huge discountancy yeah. of 10,000 per annum. Yes, like, wow. yes. Yeah. I've yeah. not seen this post. She She. She was like, but now mm-hmm. she said, you no, know, I can get more.
0: I mean, you don't get what you don't ask for. She won't lose out on anything and just to query. query. Yeah, but exactly. for you to reach the stage of querying, there's a lot of fear and you think, oh, can I talk about it or oh, I should just be happy with what I have.
1: So it's yeah, things like that, that we have to, to unlearn. Yeah. And I think being in diaspora as well, people tend to think, oh, you know, I should be grateful for this job. Just because, yeah. You know, yeah. while finding it difficult. So, yeah, I think it's also one way we, we really need to tackle that issue, actually.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: for your work okay. life, like how do you balance your, your, you know, your, your family time, your home time, your business time? I understand that you said you work during the weekends, but you know, I think mean, <laughs> this is one. I should, you know, was just trying to see whether we can balance, so yeah.
0: Yeah, it, it's, quite it's quite tricky. I, I find bad. myself, I'll be on track, my routine I is in know. check. And then something will pop up, and it just make me start again from one. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. what I feel what really I helps is to plan. Plan. plan, to plan your day to the hour, and try to plan in advance as much as possible, because it's very easy to get distracted into um, something that's maybe taking too long or something that is not part of your plan and has derailed you for the rest of the day so but when you have a plan in place you're able to say no to the things that aren't necessary and you're able to say yes to say okay this is what I really need to do I need to prioritize spending time with my family on Saturday anything that pops up that's not in line with that I have to say no to that I think we really, I think from my experience, I really struggle saying no to things. And I think as I'm getting older, I'm in my 30s now. Just learning how to say no to certain things has been, you know, quite a challenge, but I'm getting there. Yeah, it's a learning process. I think I'm the same with you. (laughs) No, (laughs) No is such a difficult word to say, but when you do say it, you feel... Much more powerful than you thought you were, yeah. True,
1: yeah, that's that's really true. I think it's it has to be a quality over quantity type of um situations these days. Well, for me, that is um, I see those, actually, the people, I part of my circle because it's almost like you can um two stones at one time you get it like we talk about business and we talk about pleasure and you know you've got your other people that are just more pleasure like and i'm just like oh gosh i don't have time for pleasure (laughs) 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 so yeah no it is it is difficult it's, it's a difficult one i believe when you've got so many hours in a day so yeah
0: So, Wessie, what advice do you have for other young entrepreneurs out there? Uh, So, I think the two or maybe three things that I would tell a young entrepreneur or somebody that's looking to get into entrepreneurship is to find something that you have a passion for that's beyond the money of course entrepreneurship is it's it is about the money i mean most people want to have a business because it's a good source of revenue but when you're starting out in the first year in the first five years or even in the first 10 years the money won't always be there you might be operating in a loss for a very long time and then eventually you will break even and start making a profit. But on the times when things are not good, you have to be consistent with the business. And the only way you can be consistent with it is to be passionate about it. It should bring you a joy that is beyond the money. The second thing I would advise is to, if possible, If you already have a job, keep it, keep it as long as possible. It's a good source of capital to inject into your business. When your business isn't doing well, at least you have a stable salary to support you. And there's a lot that you can learn from your day job that you can transfer it into your business. So it is the dream to to quit and say, I quit this job, I'm going to be running my business full time. But it's something you really have to think about because entrepreneurship is not an overnight thing. It's a journey. And the last thing I would advise entrepreneurs is to invest in yourself as much as you invest in the business. Because I believe a business can't grow bigger than the owner so you as a business owner you have to expose yourself to as many learning opportunities as possible so you could be learning from other entrepreneurs or you could be learning from entrepreneurs online or you could be doing self-education in any way shape or form or even if you're trying to make yourself grow in a fitness aspect or in a personal aspect you have to spend time on yourself make sure your cup sure is full, cool. and then you can pour that into that business. I actually love wow, that's great know. advice. That's yeah. really good advice. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. <laughs>
1: I think people um, have become burnt out um, trying to be yes. busy. Yes. So much of the hashtag being busy is it's cool nowadays. So I love that how you, you have got to pour in yourself first because yeah, you'll just crash.
0: Yes, I think one thing that um, entrepreneurs neglect is themselves. And owning a business can be very mentally taxing. I've I've had my own little (laughs) cries with my business. (laughs) But I, I believe that's normal. And it's kind of just reminded me to take a step back to say, okay, you have a life outside outside this business focus on yourself first recharge recharge, and then you can get back to it (laughs) true true True. very true true. thank you you so much wesley thank you hilda thank you chietza thank you so much for reaching out we hope we collaborate with you in future i would love to this has been a very good session we have so many ideas coming up and we would really want to collaborate with you in future. I would love to. Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you. We'll be in touch. Okay, great. Bye. Bye.